Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and welcome if this is your first time listening. Yes, we are thrilled you are here listening to our third episode of the Lion Pridecast, which is a podcast created by the Lansing Unified School District 469, located here in Lansing, Kansas. Sharon, can you believe it's already our third episode? I know. This is our lucky three. Lucky three. (laughs) Uh, The purpose of this podcast is to inform our Lansing stakeholders, being our community members, students, and staff, about all things education. We are your hosts. I am Miles Aza, Director of Teaching and Learning in Lansing USD 469. Yes, and I am Sharon Burns, the Director of Communications and Marketing. So for our returning listeners, you already know this, um, but if you're new, we interview a special guest every other episode. And since we interviewed the one and only Lansing High School principal, Dr. Alan Penrose, last episode, we have chosen to focus this episode on a few topics that are near and dear to my heart, which are communications and improving the climate and culture here in our district. Yes, we've had many a conversation, you and I, about how important this is. And I think it's important to uh, to many of us, a lot of us. but it's something that I think you've been tasked with a little bit, mm-hmm. obviously the communications part with your role, but I think it's best for the listeners to hear a little bit about you. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you've arrived where you are? Right, right. So I have four boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my life is crazy. Uh, two of my boys have um, graduated from Lansing. They actually started here as kindergartners and went all the way through the system. I also have a junior at Lansing High School, that's Merrick, and my youngest, my little happy surprise, Brooks, who is a fifth grader at the intermediate school. So um, I, I love this district. Um, I've seen a lot here. When my two oldest boys were younger and going through the system, um, I found that at times we didn't, communication wasn't the best. I relied on uh, the teachers and a lot of times actually it's PTA to get information. We didn't receive a ton of district level communication. And um, there wasn't a lot of um, spotlighting the cool things happening, which, you know, you kind of just, you heard about things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of lacking in that sense. So when I was offered the communication slash the PR job back, it was been in 2018. I was super, super excited. Um, Yeah, I was able to, at that time, I not only was tasked with rebuilding the website to what you see today on there, um, but I was also um, given the opportunity to share the cool things going on in our district, in our classrooms, um, our teachers, our students, things they were doing on a daily basis. So that was super exciting for me. And you've really done a great job with that. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've got the best job in the district. Yeah, <laughs> um, getting to share those positive stories. Talk, talk a little bit more about sharing the cool stuff and and focusing on communications, the recruitment retention aspect of it. You also had another title a year ago, correct? Like you were almost, right. I don't want to say splitting your time, but you were. No, busy I with, was. Yeah. yeah. So when I first took on the communications role, I was actually. Um, working part-time as the director of Lansing Educational Foundation, which is a fantastic, if you don't know about Lansing Educational Foundation, also known as LEF, if you hear that, um, they provide, it's a nonprofit attached to the school district that provides grants to the classrooms. So they do really cool work. And I was able to be the director of that um, for several years, loved it. Um, but it did, both jobs started growing to where um, my it was it became difficult. And I didn't feel like I was able to really focus as much effort and um, really do the the best I could at either one because I was torn. So at that time, so it has been, it's been almost exactly a year ago. Um, they made the, commu- um, Superintendent Wessel made the, and the board, made the communications job a full-time job. So I turned the director of Lansing Educational Foundation over to um, the wonderful Kara Thompson. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. And I took on communications um, full-time. So I was not only able to focus solely on that and be able to get in, share the cool stuff going on in the district. Um, but I was also able to kind of take on the 
climate and culture and looking at recruiting and retention, retaining good employees. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that, a little more about that mm -hmm. later on. Right. I want to come back to the communication aspect, uh, especially since you've been doing it for the last year. Um, remind me again, was it in March or April that you got recognized? Um, you, somebody oh. reached out to you, correct? Tell the oh, listeners yeah. about okay, that. So I, I submitted an article to USA Kansas, mm -hmm. which is um, a publication. Um, it's called Under the Umbrella. Mm. And uh, it was talking about the communication sweet spot. They actually reached out to a lot of communication, um, communications PR people across the state of Kansas, and my article was chosen. It was published in it. So yes, um, but it talked about the communication sweet spot. So it's going from, like I said earlier, you know, when my kids, my older kids were younger, we didn't, I don't feel like there was enough information going out, but we also don't want to have too much information. Um, and I'm glad you brought this up because um, as many of you know, hopefully our community knows, we had a strategic planning committee meeting mm -hmm. about a week ago. And my job, I was tasked with facilitating a room to gather information from our stakeholders. So that would have been community members. It was community members, staff, students, um, about um, communication and what we could do better. So it was very eye-opening for me because actually a lot of the things I heard, especially from parents, was that we were actually over-communicating <laughs> in a lot of cases. We from, yeah, we had a huge swing. And that's, um, I got a lot of great information from that. It's going to make me a lot better at my job because of it. But yeah, so, um, so now we're looking at, again, like the article was, is finding that sweet spot. So we don't become white noise where parents aren't just getting flooded with information and then it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want to look at it anymore. I'm just getting sick of it. But it's finding, you know, finding that sweet How point. do you find it? So, like, I, I love that that happened, that we had the strategic plan. You got to mm -hmm. hear from the stakeholders. And and especially based upon your background with your older boys, it was mm -hmm. probably eye-opening. Like you said, like, oh, right. man, I felt like there wasn't enough communication. Right. Uh, and honestly, I think we'd rather have too much than not enough. Oh, absolutely. But what yes, are you planning gonna... on reflecting on with that? Like, what are some already gifts? started okay. the ball. We, yeah, the ball rolling on something. So we um, had an admin meeting. So principals met last week. Um, I talked to them about, um, you know, the amount that's going out, keeping that consistent. Um, so it, a lot of the stuff that I was hearing, it was more from the classrooms. So it's going to be training t uh, parents on how to set their notifications for like Google Classroom Canvas. I think a lot of times they have it set and then they're getting every single <laughs> update about every assignment. So I can see that being overwhelming. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's communicating, keep getting on the same page as a district as far as what we're doing. So everybody knows what the other one's doing. So we don't flood parents with a ton of information. So they're getting what they need, but not too much. I was in that meeting, and I think you did a wonderful job of, of um, communicating that um, to the principals. And they seemed not only a board, amazing. but like, yes, they are amazing. Yes, we have so like the best admin team. We do. And they really see the value in communication, um, which I can appreciate. So they've been open to it. I think our communication from admin has been better than it's ever been. We have newsletters going out on a regular basis coming from them. Parents are, are finding places, they know where to go to get the information. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this team of, of people from Becca Dalton to Jennifer Cole, Martin Altieri, Brooks Jenkins, Alan Penrose. Kudos to them. Yeah. Great. Fabulous team. We're yes, lucky to yeah. have them. Um, so I want to switch back if it's okay with you. Um, we talked about the communication sweet spot. We talked about not mm -hmm. wanting to over communicate. We've talked about how the principals are aboard and we're really going to help out the stakeholders, community members and parents. Um, let's go back to that positive vibe information yeah. that you're bringing up, which I think would also really fall into that retention work that you said is a big part. Right. You have a role in that. I mean, it's, it's 
you're tasked with recruitment and retention. Right, right. And I think uh, last May, we sent out a climate and culture survey to our staff. Um, That was great because we were able to pull a ton of information about, um, you know, how teachers are feeling, how staff, not just teachers, but but staff in general. Um, So we were looking at that. It's For me, it's not only now sharing the positive stuff outward to our community and our stakeholders outside, but building that positivity within, because that's important. We want to keep the, keep, you know, keep these good employees. We've got a great staff here, you know, and we're, and we're a team. And so I think that's, that's kind of a wonderful thing for me to get the opportunity to work on is building that positivity. Especially with the, you know, quote unquote teacher shortage that's happening right now and Mm -hmm. the amount of things that are thrown at us post COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, things going on in the state, the looming state assessment, I mean, not looming state assessment, but just all the work that we do. It's, it's, it's necessary and vital for us Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're focus on retaining. So what are some things we've done a couple of things? I remember right. the, there's the climate and culture survey to get yes. us some baseline information. Right. We used to do, we not used to, we're going to be doing our appreciation tours, but yeah. what are some other things? Yeah. I want to talk about the appreciation tours. Cause that's actually, you get props for that. You brought mm-hmm. this idea to us, um, which was having appreciation days where superintendent Wessel mild here and myself go around with a cart and we just thank every single employee. Now it's not done in one day because it is a lot. <laughs> Takes we have a while. A lot. Yeah. Every single classroom we visit and we just tell everyone, thank you. Because we have, we do, you know, it's, it's important to, to give props where they're due and our, our staff is amazing. So that's cool. And it's also getting to know people. That was you good know? for me because I, I, I right. knew last year. Right, right, right. So that's, first of all, um, we've also last year started doing appreciation days where we recognize various departments so f- not just our teachers, not just our paras, but also our custodians, mm-hmm. our business office here at the district office, they're amazing. They need to be recognized. I think a lot of times parents see their teachers and they think, yeah, teachers are great. Yeah, and they, they are great. But we also need to realize that there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make this ama- an amazing district. So we do appreciation days. The calendar's on the website. I put that out there. We just had our first appreciation day uh, last, well, it's been about a week. So um, for our IT professionals, um, our tech department. So if you want to look at those and then we go around, um, usually it's, you know, Miles, superintendent and I, and just give little gift bags and just tell people, thank you. Thank you for the hard work they're doing. So I think that is, it's just building that positivity and shining a light on those things and making people feel valued. And that's, that's really important. You know, we talked a little bit about our amazing admin team earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, What have they done in your opinion to help lead this retention work because yeah. um, I shared an article with them last year when we did mm-hmm. our um, during admin meetings. I do this leadership studies. I call it I think leadership one hundred and one. Um, mm-hmm. And the article I had read years ago, which was teachers don't quit schools um, or buildings; they quit principals. Okay. And the idea of it was like they want to feel valued from their principal. They want right. to know that they have communication and they're supported. Mm-hmm. So, what role is admin played? Um, specifically, you could talk a little bit about our new administrators that we have, okay. or just in. Well, in general, I think the cool thing that I'm seeing this year, which we haven't done, is we are starting to see them recognizing standout employees. Mm -hmm. If you get the newsletter from your, I mean, I know uh, Dr. Penrose does it. He does it every single week. He gives a shout out to employees that are going above and beyond. Um, And we're we're doing that at the district level. As many of you know, the Board of Education does a monthly um, recognition for a staff member and a student. Um, but our admin are doing that too. So they're recognizing the these standout people. And, and, and it, that's important. I think uh, the peers see that and then they can celebrate one another. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the 
that's yeah i'm trying can you think of other ways there to do well, I, th I think that's something i can think of the other yeah i mean I, I think you're absolutely right there's a lot of times in their newsletters that they um i think martin had talked about uh, he spotlighted right. um caroline reynolds I believe, yes yeah something. he does it in his and he also does a weekly email where he encourages the staff to give each other props mm -hmm. so that's really cool you'll see the shout outs and we keep that within maybe that is something we can share to the community but i think it's cool they they send it you know through an internal email to each other just saying hey this person did great and they, and they recognize one another yeah which is important um, and it's also you know having i think the admin are really good about giving a voice which was important that we we heard through the the survey that that's an important thing um, and I think this team of, of principals are good at doing that. Yeah, one thing I'd say that all administrators have done a great job is sending me um, something cool that's going on in a classroom and telling mm -hmm. me that I should possibly academic spotlight it on yeah. the website. Right. Um, because that is one that the community gets to see on the website right. and uh, on my teaching and learning website. Thank you for making that amazing because yeah. I could never make it look as good as it does. Um, but yeah, so they do a great job of that. All, yeah. all of them do. So, so yeah. it's probably... And we talked about this during uh, Dr. Penrose's uh, podcast mm -hmm. last time is he has it, what is it, the name it and claim it? Yeah, name it, claim yeah, it. Yeah, he takes a picture of something going on in the building and then sends an all district email and says name and claim it. And he highlights the project and then the teacher who is spotlighted, no one knows who it is. And then that person has to jump back, reply all, and then explain the project. So that's kind of a neat thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that too. Um, something else, it's not just our administration, but also our mental health team. Um, they have made the emotional well-being of our staff a priority this year. So I met with Jake Hansen, who's one of our school guys psychologists a couple weeks ago. And um, it was a fantastic meeting because he brought to me the idea of taking things off our teachers' plates to help alleviate some of their stress. And that also helps with climate and culture. So he came to me with the idea. And um, it's, you know, really the gift of time is something we haven't really explored before here. But I loved the idea and brought it to our administration. This is another thing we talked about at our admin meeting last week um, to get some ideas of how we can take some things off the teacher's plates. I love that idea of the gift of time. I know mm -hmm. the couple of times that I've been in uh, either a PD session or um when I was uh, teaching at the high school level, a lot of times right before spring break, our principal would like surprise us with, we'd always have right before spring break, like staff student basketball, um, mm -hmm. the, the game or some sort of pep rally right before spring break. And they'd always say like, the minute the kids are out, go enjoy your spring break. And it would Love be it. like 40, 45 yeah. minutes before contract time. Yeah. And it was like the best thing ever. Right. So I think that idea of the gift of time, I think right. we sometimes overlook it. We think it needs to yeah, be something. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. So if you'd ask anybody, they would say that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he said, the faster we can get home and uh, put our comfortable clothes on and start binge watching some show or something, <laughs> just to relax, right? Just um, unwind, yep. So what are some other ways? So we got the gift of time. Um, we're talking about all these appreciation things. Are there some other ways to improve climate and culture and celebrating each other's success. Yeah, yeah. Or, so I think things to keep in mind. And I think I talked about this during our this, I believe, episode. Um, it's being able to explain to staff the importance of celebrating each other's successes. That's so, so important. Um, and we want to try to get away from the, what's called the tall poppy syndrome. Have you ever heard of the tall yeah, you know, I, poppy syndrome? I, you, were, you were referencing it, and I'm glad you're bringing yeah. it up in this because I don't think I have. Yeah, so it's similar to the Japanese expression, nail that sticks up, gets hammered down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's based on the idea that poppies should all grow together at the same pace and height. Um, so therefore, if one poppy grows taller, it should be cut down. Um, and, you know, that's the same with employees. So if we have a standout employee, and, and this is something, you know, when they do get the shout outs, they're doing something 
you know, outstanding that they should be recognized for. We don't want our staff cutting those tall poppies down. Um, and I know you've probably heard, and I think you've referred to the crab bucket mentality. Yeah, that one's come so, up quite a bit in my yeah, past. Yeah, so the bu crab bucket is, the bucket doesn't, if you have a bucket full of crabs, it doesn't need a lid because they literally will sit and each of them are trying to get out so much they just keep pulling each other down and they know Almost sabotaging. Of, they sabotage. Yeah, it's terrible. So we're trying to get away from that. We're getting we want our employees to get used to the idea of celebrating one another. And that that is like, you know, I just talked about a minute about a minute ago about our admin are really good about this year about continuing to, to celebrate one another, continuing to do those shout outs. So we get used to it. We get used to cheering each other on and building that team, you know, that team mentality. Mm. What do you think causes the crab in the bucket mentality? Like just um, that idea of like, I don't want somebody to be outshining right. me. I don't want, I mean, what, what, what do you think is probably right. something? I think and, and that it, you know, it can be caused by low self-esteem by the other members, um, you know, envy, resentment. Um, it's, you know, negative things that we need to look at of how we can avoid. So it's, it's making our employees, everybody feel valued and important so that they don't start pulling each other down. They need to be pushing each other up, rising above, and then we're all going to be better for it. And therefore, our students will be better for and, it. And you're right. Really, it is just a climate and culture thing, isn't mm -hmm. it? I mean, that yeah. we have the climate and the culture that people are being recognized and we want everyone to be recognized. Like, don't feel you need to be envious or right. whatever, insecure about something. Instead, realize this is a chance to, to everyone should exactly. try to be outliers, right? I mean, right, to, yeah, right. All we all went tall puppies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Any <laughs> other ways to fight against it or what are some other, you know, in terms of, um, you know, can our podcast play a role in any of this? Well, or I hope that teachers are listening mm -hmm. and, and they do. And, and I think being aware of it, realizing what you're doing, um, because, you know, that's it. I don't think people do it intentionally. I really don't. I think it's something, you know, if we if we can give our teachers a voice, if we can have them all feel valued, I think that's going to be the first step. And, you know, then keeping them knowing that no one should have a low self-esteem. No one should be envious because, you know, we, we have amazing teachers and staff here. We should all recognize that and um, celebrate one another. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. Sharon, I want to say that we are extremely lucky to have you here ah, in this district. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing. Um, before we end, mm -hmm. I had an idea early on. And okay. um, if you for people who listen, we started. Uh, the last podcast with a question for Dr. Penrose. Uh, we gave him a couple questions to pick from. Do you remember uh -huh. that? Uh, and I wanted to start that with you. And uh -oh. I completely forgot because I love this okay. stuff and I wanted to keep talking. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, um, can you share a time in your life? And I'm putting you on the spot here. All right. So don't freak out. But um, maybe meanest teacher. I think that was one of the questions that we asked oh. Dr. Penrose. We also asked, um, I'm trying yeah. to think of some of the questions that we specifically asked Dr. Penrose. It was yeah, I think it was meanest most embarrassing. Oh, yes. But... Tell us the funniest story about yourself as a high school okay. student. Um, <laughs> senior prank was one thing. Tell us the most, I remember Dr. Allen was like, nope, pass. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I tell us the that. most embarrassing thing that happened to you in school. Talk to us about the meanest teacher you had and why, or what okay. was the most trouble you got into as a high school Oh, I don't want to talk about the trouble. Don't want to talk about the trouble. No, okay. yep. <laughs> what are we thinking? Um, okay, I'm going to talk about the meanest teacher. It doesn't have to the be meanest. in high school, right? No, no, it's just okay. the meanest teacher ever. <laughs> when I was in first grade, it wasn't actually, it was a substitute teacher, Miss Fan and Steel, and she wore a big brooch. I remember this, and it was scary. She was so scary. Her name is kind of scary. Can it you say it again? Fan and Steel. If she's listening right now. And I, mean, I knew my teacher, Miss Tona Shelley, at the time at Oakwood Manor 
elementary, um, was going to be out. And she told us she was going to be out. And guess who was there? Oh, Miss no. Van and Steel was coming in. And oh, no. I came to my mom and I said, Mom, I don't feel well. And a stomach ache. She's like, you have to go. And actually, I think, no, no. She, I, I begged her so much. I think I might have shed some tears. Told her I had a tummy ache, which was nerves. Um, she actually allowed me to stay home when Miss Van and Steel was there. And so my teacher was only supposed to be gone one day. So I'm like, oh, you dodged a bullet. Uh -oh. Went in the next day, came is. in, and I still see her sitting at the desk with that horrible, awful brooch. <gasps> and I knew it. I was like, oh, and I felt I, – I have a vivid memory of that. So it's Miss Fan and Steel, and she was mean. Was she? Yeah, she needed to retire. <laughs> okay. No more Miss Fan and Steel. But, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my meanest teacher. Thank you for sharing Luckily, that. I didn't have her all year. Yes, it was just that, but unfortunately, just, I had to have her that day. It was very memorable. Thought you yeah. dodged the bullet, and there she yeah, was. I barely remember Miss Tony Shelley, but I remember Miss was that? First grade. First grade. First grade. You know, I went to uh, Greenbush District Training last week, uh -huh. uh, district leadership training. I went with uh, Alan and uh, Martin and Sandy from the high school, Sandy Van uh -huh. and we learned a lot. And one thing that they had talked about was they asked this question. They said, um, what was the what was the economy like in third grade? Like, uh -huh. you know, do you remember? And most people were shaking their heads and frowning. And uh, uh -huh. what was the first assignment that you had as uh -huh. a third grader? Mm -hmm. Most people, you know, you can't remember something right. like that. And then the last one was, what was the name of your third grade teacher? And everyone, almost like oh, yeah. 80% of people yeah. were like, blah, 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 right. yelling at that. And I've done that <laughs> a couple times with staff. And it's been hilarious how people like, yep, they know the answer yeah, to that one. Yeah. Um, and really, it shows like experience and relationship is what mm -hmm. sticks. It's not always mm -hmm. information. So right. thanks for sharing that. Unfortunately, Miss, what was her name again? Van Still. Van Still. Stuck with you. Uh, yeah. But, but I'm sure that the, the actual teacher stuck with you too. Was she a nice teacher? The Wonderful. First? Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Oakwood Manor. Sharon, thank Rock. you again for all this. We yeah. are very lucky to have you. And thank you for your work on the strategic yes. plan and reflecting on the things that you heard from stakeholders. Yes. And thank you for everything you're doing with climate and culture because yep. that's really important said best job in the district <laughs> so, okay so i think that's it that's so it. as always for updates and stories on lansing usd 469 you can visit us at www.usd469.net and if you don't already have it i have said it before i'm going to say it again every single episode download the free lansing usd 469 mobile app on apple and android and the, that app will allow you to be the first to know all the fantastic things happening in the district. All the things we talked about that we share, it goes through the app, every single one. So get it. And, a, and don't forget the, the most important thing sometimes for teachers. What else do you get first notification of? Snow days. Snow days. Yep. Um, if you like our content and want to stay up to date on the latest episode, please follow us wherever you are listening to us and leave a review to help others find us and learn more about our great district. Yep. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Cloud, and of course on the website. We actually have a banner now like on the front page of our website. So yes. you can listen to the podcast there and uh, please listen. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, also, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, mm -hmm. or even if you just want to give us some topics and ideas. Um, by the way, we have gotten emails from people uh, thanking us yes. and, and just, you know, kind words. Thank you right. so much. Um, keep them coming. Yeah, keep and you can email me. It's Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N dot Burns, B-U-R-N-S at USD 469 uh, if you want to be a guest or you want a topic for us to discuss. And I think that's a wrap on number we did three. It. We did it. Lucky three. Bye, everybody.